Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, Ken, they gave us off uh, a week last week, and now we're back in the studio drinking beer again. With the vengeance. Uh, can't remember the last time we had Tom from Thorn Brewing in. Thorn has been pretty damn busy when it comes to things that are happening. You popped up a tasting room in, uh, in my old neighborhood of Mission Hills. Mm-hmm. I mean, you pretty much can every beer you make now, don't you? No. Pretty <laughs> close to all the beer that we make out of Barrio. And we just got a new piece of machinery where actually we're going to be doing more small batch canning. But everything in North Park's draft only. What are we starting off tonight with? Barrio Lager. This is the first beer that we brewed when we opened our Barrio Production Brewery two and a half years ago. Mexican-style lager. Confirmed. I can smell the corn. Flaked maize. It's a sophisticated alternative to corn. What is that? It's like a sweetness. Yeah, and the corn corn adds a little sweetness to it. I've noticed a trend in some of the Mexican-style lagers you see in breweries in town right now is that they will hop to just a certain point of stringency on the back end. Yeah, it's, it's just, I think it's San Diego. And everyone's attempt to meet consumer demand, it's like, all right, everybody likes hoppy beers, so then breweries make a hoppy everything. But the purpose of this beer was not to make a different version of an IPA. It was to be like, hey, we, like almost every human being that drinks beer, likes to drink something that's a little bit light and crisp, but you can pound a few of. So we wanted to make something that was a little true to that. This is intentionally modeled after a Modelo Especial. I was curious on what the inspiration of it was. We call it a Baja style. We actually made it up. First to use it, the government tried to shut us down, and we said, hey, beat it. We're using it anyways. I'm like, okay, fine. Who's government? Oz. The U.S. government. So we have to get, we have to get like our beer <coughs> names approved. If we use ingredients right. that aren't, yeah, Trisha, we have to get those approved as well. You know, Tom, I swear, every time I hang out with you, I learn more about beer than I ever have when I hang out with Ken. So, you oh, know. boy. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you for this, uh, this, this barrio lager as we start things off the program with tonight. Something that's aptly themed to go along with it. It's a rock and roll happy yard, Alt 94.9. It's it's going to be one of those nights. It's already yes. getting sweaty. I've already shed one layer of clothing. Uh, and we've had we've had one low ABV beer, and we're already like... Uh, verklempt. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. It is the yes. rock and roll happy yard, Alt 94.9. I'm ready to try this next beer because it says something on the can that I, I, I'm so curious about. It, this, the beer is called Treading Lightly. It is Thorn Brewing Company Low Carb India Pale Ale. What? The hell, dude. Well, again, the law wouldn't let us call it a keto IPA. That was the plan. <laughs> what is a keto IPA? So it's like keto friendly. Okay. And then it's low in cobs. It's got 2.9 cobs. Yes. Cobs? <laughs> How do you cut down the carbs in a beer? Isn't beer just liquid bread? I mean, essentially, yeah. That's why there was the need for a low-carb version. There's an enzyme that you can add to the beer, and it cuts out the carbs. That's literally as advanced of an explanation as you're going to get, because I don't know no better. <laughs> All right, so wait, hold on. We have enzymes that will allow you to strip gluten from beer, and now we have enzymes that will allow you to strip carbs out of beer? Yeah, I guess there's more than one enzyme. <laughs> 
Next thing you know, you're going to tell me that you made a low-carb, gluten-free. It is gluten-reduced, but we didn't get it tested through the appropriate lab, so the government wouldn't let us say gluten-reduced on it. You know, Tom, they, they have breweries that are making beers just like that, except they're called hard seltzers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> but but this is, like, I mean, this is actually made like a real beer. It's not oh. just like sugar. Just just out of the nose. I mean, I smell hops. And yeah, this definitely yeah, uh, smells like an IPA. It is intended to be like a Mick Ultra alternative. It's like, that is like the intention. So you want a beer, but you don't want it to be too heavy. You don't want to have too many carbs. So like Michelob Ultra is like 64 calories, right? And I think it's like two grams of carbs or something like that. It's barely more carbs than that. <laughs> I just saw it. You literally have 104 calories on the on the can. Yeah. There it is. Whole, right on whole, the front. Whole can, 104 calories. Yeah. I can drink a real beer that tastes like beer for 20 calories more than drinking a White Claw? No, like five more Oh, this Grams is so much better than a hard seltzer. Oh, God, yes. Damn right. It's And you know what amazes me is the fact that it, it tastes like beer. It's not watery. It's light. But yet there's still enough malt presence to complement the hops that are in the beer. Mm-hmm. It tastes good. Citra was, and Amarillo. We use the good stuff. All right, fine. Well, uh, well we suss out this, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, actually try and scientifically Google the name for this enzyme. Um, we're going to take a break when we come back. I don't know what we're going to play with this, but uh, it's going to be a song worthy of a beer this delicious. It's a rock and roll happy hour on Alt 94.9. You know, it's funny. As we were sitting here talking while that song was playing, reminiscing about the, the very beginnings of Thorn Brewing, San Diego really got its first neighborhood brewing when Thorn Brewing opened up didn't they confirmed i mean in north park we are like plopped in the middle of a neighborhood it's like a house next to us a house across the street and then eventually grand old barbecue opened next door but for a while that was like a little nursery instead of opening our production brewery in like a big industrial space which is where you know 95 percent of opportunity is we found a spot in barrio logan that's just like a really cool neighborhood as well and that was intentional in the, in the world of fighting for shelf space at Vons, yeah. it's a losing battle. It so is. tend to your milk shed, and if you can expand on it, do it. And I think that Thorne has done a really, really good job popping up Barrio Logan, popping up Mission Hills, really cool, walking-friendly yeah. neighborhoods that uh, all need a brewery in their own backyard. I like it. I don't even know what you poured in front of me when we started waxing poetic oh, about it. Oh, yeah. It's a Hopsa Pot. The Hold first on. San Diego hazy IPA that came in a 12-ounce can. Whoa! So explain this to me, because I've had it a couple of times in different yeah. parts of the year. Do you guys change the hops that are in this beer? Every batch. Okay, that makes more sense, because I've had this beer, and I'm like, that doesn't taste like the last time I had it. What is the hops in this batch? Do you, do you know? Is there something on the can that tells you? Yes. So uh, there is something in it uh, right here. Thorn up beer. Oh, you and have that, to go to the website to figure out what hop is. Oh, and then we're gonna get your email and your phone number, your social security. <laughs> we tr- we try to be really practical with the way that we package up here. So what the consumer wants, what we want when we go, we want to try new things all the time, right? But to offer a new can or a new package every single time you change things is really expensive and logistically it's difficult. So what we try to do with both this beer and our essential IPA series is how can we offer beer variety but in like a singular package so with hops to pots we change the hops on every batch and then you can if you want to know the hops you can go look it 
stop. They're all hazy IPAs. They're all 7%. It's the same malt bill every time. And then with the essential series, uh, there are slight deviations, but same thing, 7% all the time. Uh, and then on the bottom of the can, it says exactly which beer it is. You know what? I probably said this the last time I drank Hopster Pot. This is the best Hopster Pot I think I've ever had. I Thanks, buddy. Say, this Appreciate is, that. I love this beer. <laughs> it's weird. People say really nice things about your beer when they're drinking it in front of you. Oh, uh, not always. No. 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 That, that, <laughs> actually, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll play this, and I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, I look <laughs> you don't get to hear yeah. it. You know, Tom, I'm really glad you uh, you brought this beer next. It is the Rock and Roll Happy Hour on Alt 94.9. It's Jeremy along with our San Diego Indie Beer Evangelist, Ken Wright. We've got Tom from Thorn Brewing. We've been drinking some of their delicious wares. Hopster Pot IPA. We just finished up. Hazy IPA, I should say. What would you say it was? San Diego's first IPA in a can? In a 12-ounce can. There you go. I love, <laughs> I, I love these, these, yeah. these small features that, yeah. that, that define things so uh, so well, like uh, trading lightly. You're um, keto-friendly, but can't call it keto-friendly, low-carb. Yeah. Okay. Or they started off with the Barrio Lager. And uh, so this next beer we're going to try was actually the first beer I ever got to have from Thorn Brewing. Oh, that's adorable. So this is uh, this yeah. is like first IPA we ever made. This, this is like nostalgia why. for me because because that was the time, man. When when you guys first popped up, it was like, oh man, I'm gonna go to this brew pub. I'm gonna find the IPA, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna drink. So Relay was initially kind of like a Alesmith IPA tribute, if you remember the old Alesmith IPA, but it was a little more malty than a lot of the other West Coast IPAs, and a little uh, sweeter as well. This now has since evolved, where it is the goal of Relay is to be like right down the middle like a nice good balance where it's got some bitterness but not too bitter it's got a little sweetness it's like that perfect balance when you think west coast ipa it should hit dead center of what your expectations are and in this beer we've been using citra christ for six years and the idea with relay was that the hops uh, introduced into the beer like um almost like the passing of a baton so it's like a b b c c d with four different hops you were you were speaking in tongues Whoa. what the hell do you mean a b b d b c d so in the introduction into the cal so it goes citra and simcoe and and then Simcoe and Amarillo, and then Amarillo. Oh, I see. So literally, gotcha. as, as, as the one hop is ushering in the next, but you yes. get a, a little fresh blast before the next one comes in. Confirmed. That, that way you kind of create this wave of different kind of hop flavors and aromas as you're going through the, the, the process. It's a delicate dance. Well, while, uh, while I wax poetic and uh, we try this delicate dance of uh, the Relay <laughs> IPA from Thorn Brewing, we're going to take a break and we come Your back. Your mom's a delicate dance. <laughs> See, now this is what I said was going to happen at the beginning. Ken, your mic is off. Never mind. You don't care. This is the Rock and Roll Happy on any Fortnite. It's Jeremy along with Ken and Tom from Thorn Brewing drinking some of their fantastic beers. You know Thorn. They've been around for how many years now has Thorn Brewing? Seven. Seven years. That's seven year anniversary. Seven years. You've got an original spot. You've got the yeah. Barrio Logan spot with room for expansion. And then you've got the new Mission Hills tasting room. Yeah. What's next for you guys? World domination? Great question. No, we're not looking to dominate. We're looking to participate. So our building down in Barrio used to be, it's called Frasier Boiler. It's mad. It's like a 25,000 square foot building. We only take up half of it. Opening next door is one of the owners is doing a distillery, a pizza kitchen, a speakeasy. What? Ooh, VIP. So secret. Oh, hello. And then we have this massive outdoor event space. It's like five or 7,000 square feet. And there's going to be on the other half of the building, there'll be an internal component, which is like 2,000 square feet. We're hosting the Vagina Monologues there on Valentine's Day. You know what? It's not the first time you've hosted Vagina Monologues because you've done it in North Park a few times. Confirmed. My girlfriend actually runs it, and that's why we host it. This will be our fourth year. But yeah, so we're, uh, I think that, that'll that be open, I think, next month. What uh, What is this last beer you poured out? Oh, yeah. Wait, this there's is, another beer? This is, uh, so 
the uh, I alluded to this earlier. This is the Essential Series. This is a, a quarterly West Coast IPA. So it changes every quarter. And this is called Pine Hollows. It was initially a Virgin beer collab. And then we brought it back as part of our series. So it's going to be like a more of like a pine forward West Coast style IPA, whereas Relay is like a little more um, stone fruit. It, it's it's funny. I when, when, you, when you said, I actually had to taste it, figure out what I was tasting, and then look at the beer because it almost has like a hazy characteristic to it. It's got a more substantial body, real floral hops, but it, there's, there's, no, there's no haze. You know what this is? It's, it's it's a juicy pine cone. So you said this beer is released quarterly. Does is it the same beer every quarter? First quarter gets this, second quarter gets that, or do you guys just kind of throw it to the wall in terms of what you want to do with this with well, this so release? The idea the idea of the essentials is that it's supposed to be like it was like a best of. So it's like what are the best West Coast IPAs that we've made here and there, and. Uh, we brought them back for this series. That was the specific. But we do other series like similar to this. In April, as a matter of fact, we're going to launch a um, canned sour. It'll be a rotating fruit. So we'll be a cherry sour in April will be the first release. And then a pineapple in Q3, which is July. For those that don't speak gonna, in quarters. I was going to say, I don't speak in quarters. <laughs> tell, me, tell me what months. I know. And then we're doing a uh, cryo hop hazy oh. IPA series <laughs> starting April as well. So all cryo hops. So for the rest of us who live off social media, is there a great way to keep up? with all these releases and when they're going to happen for you guys at thorn beer that's our handle instagram facebook we've been we're starting to be really active in videos again i don't know if you saw late do you see our latest video we'll uh. keep up with you on social media we're going to finish the <laughs> the rest of this uh pine hollows essential ipa tom thank you for your time and so thank good you for having me guys you. i really appreciate this it. is always a good time thank we'll, you. we'll leave with this and uh we will see you in next friday seven o'clock it is the rock and roll happy on alt 94.9 hey cheers Bonus segment this week. That's right. I figured we had to make up from last week not being on the air, and uh, you brought another beer out of one of my favorite segments you get after the Rock and Roll Happy Hour when all is said and done. We clear out the studio, and Ken and I are sitting here trying to put together the pieces of what just happened over the last hour, and we uh, we bring out one beer that Ken has had sitting in his cellar for God knows how long. It's really more of a closet. Yeah, yes. I, I actually should probably clarify. It's not a cellar. It's a it's a cellar as a joke. As beer uh, as beer enthusiasts, we all collect way more beer than we drink, and a lot of it tends to sit around in boxes, in pantries, and closets, and doesn't get the proper aging that it deserves. And a lot of these beers, luckily enough. Uh, can hold up to it. Now we're in a new year. You're you're one for one with the one you brought two weeks ago, which was fantastic. That that was lovely. Myst- an absolute mystery as to and what it was. We still don't know what it was. We both guessed it was cellar three. Yeah, it because was- it it did have sort of that Flanders esque. It, that to me that was the brewery thumbprint of what Green Flash was doing with Cellar yeah. Three. So yeah, I think that was a good educated guess. Tell us, Ken, what did you bring this week? This is a Newport Storm, all the way from uh, Newport, Rhode Island. It is Rhode Island's microbrewery. I don't even know if this brewery still exists anymore. Um, and what's funny is that right here on the side it says it says enjoy by the notched date, and the notched date just says October. So I don't know what year they're referring to. <laughs> so you estimate this bottle is how old? I have had this bottle for at least 10 years. Hmm, all right. Newport Craft Brewing and Distilling now. Yeah, they still... Ooh! Yeah. Wow. Newport, Rhode Island. Yeah. I uh, sailed my yacht from uh, Hyannisport to Newport. <laughs> how did? How exactly did you grab this? 
I I I I know a dude from uh, I got a dude in Rhode Island. <laughs> you got a dude every. You got a dude in yeah, every port, yeah, don't his name you? Is Peter Griffin. Uh, hey, Lois. Yeah, yeah I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, when I was working at uh, Stone, he used to drop by Stone frequently, and uh, he would always bring me a little treat from Rhode Island, and. Um, Never got around to drinking this one. So right. let's shall we? Let, let's see what Zach tastes like. Get that uh, get that bottle opener and that cap. Let's it, over there by that microphone. Let's hear if it's got anything in it whatsoever. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. That's oh, yeah. promising. Well, what's the what's the cap look like? Let me see the uh, let me see the crown. Uh, there's a there's like a there's a poem or something underneath it. Oh my God! It's a Latin quote. Phenomenal cosmic powers. Itty bitty beer space. Wow. <laughs> to make of that uh why don't you make pouring it into that glass so we can try this beer see. And, and see how it's aged it is a 10 percent oatmeal stout so you're not going to expect much well wow you know i mean you wouldn't expect much re- head retention on an imperial oatmeal stout anyway but that has a fair amount right there that looks promising oh yeah pour you one. Oh, thank you I, I like how you pour yourself <laughs> a glass first and then well, you know, in case the fumes knock one of us out, I, I want to go first, Jeremy. <laughs> thank, thank you for taking one for the team. You got it. Okay, careful over that board, Eugene. Mm, okay, here we go. Does it smell like soy sauce? Um, Maybe a hint? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Caramel, light, a little bit of cardboardiness, a little bit of raisininess in there. I was just going to say some raisin. Not too much soy. I was expecting more soy sauce. This is... um. Mm. Had it not had it not had that slight amount of hiss to it, I got a feeling this this would have turned soy sauce real quick. But. Yeah, it it definitely boy. Yeah, you know, after you let it sit on your palate for a while, it's like oh, okay, there's the oxidation. Yeah, that's just I wanted, that flat cardboard flavor. I wanted to check the cap because sometimes you can see things uh, things growing on the top. Things growing. There was nothing no, growing on no, that top. There was just that cosmic uh, bit of wisdom. Phenomena, there. cosmic powers, itty bitty beer space. What do you think? This is it's not bad. It's not bad, but I think you probably sat on this for about five years too long. I was gonna say, I think this was probably better a while back. It it's got a little bit of that burnt marshmallow taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna you know what? Uh not a thumb up or a thumb down. It's just a it's it, it wasn't poor it's not a bad beer. It was just aged a little bit longer than it should. I think so. Which, you know, some beers, even though they're ten percent. Don't hold up the time as well as others do. I was going to say 10 to 15 years is probably too much for a 10% oatmeal stout. There we go. Cut, cut that sucker right off at nine and drink it. There we go. <laughs> Lesson right. learned. Let's get out of here. Cheers to you, sir, and uh, your what's keep what's creeping in your closet. Oh, boy. We'll find out next week, kids. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.